Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And that's it for today. There's no third wheel. This is just the classic Chris and Steve mess around show. It's a classic Chris and Steve mess around. You guys ready for this? Chris and Steve I don't think we've ever done any content with just the two of us. I think you're right. I think this is the only time Andy wasn't there. We had a guest for Black Widow. He's usually the meat in this sandwich of ours. And now we're just mm-hmm. two pieces of just, bread slapping against each other. Just Are we white bread? We're all classic butternut, I would think. No, I think I'm more of a pumpernickel. Oh, I'm definitely like the whitest bread there is. You're sourdough. Don't, oh, don't do me like that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't do me like that. I'm a sourdough. It's actually a bit ironic that Andy's not here because today on this episode, this is another little special episode because we've got extra time due to the holidays and quarantine and whatnot. Uh, we're going to be discussing the the first two episodes of the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. Andy would be upset to hear that. It's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Um, and the last time Andy wasn't here was when we discussed Black Widow, which is uh, pretty relevant, a little bit related to Hawkeye in many ways, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Black Widow is very much Hawkeye's BFF. Mm-hmm. So, she, well, and then the the stinger at the end of Black Widow had some direct connections to Hawkeye, the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Annie Hoosel, isn't that ironic? But Andy, Andy was going to join us today, but he uh, he was balancing in between all kinds of familial responsibilities for the Thanksgiving holiday, and of course, uh, he threw out his back in the middle of all that. So that kind of cut out what little time he had blocked out for uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, this evening. So, he's on his way to the he, chiropractor. We hope he, he we hope he feels better. He's an elderly man. If you didn't know this about Andy, um, <laughs> we're the same age, but he like you ever heard of an old soul. Andy's soul is in his lo- uh, early 30s as well, but his spine is in his late 70s. He's an old spine so, is what we're yeah, saying. It's <laughs> an old spine. His spine guy. is just actually just a stack of dimes that uh, they put in a person. <laughs> one one haphazardly placed penny. Um, Those are pennies. Three pence. That's why he named his dog Penny. Okay, we're getting too deep. We're getting too deep. Yeah, we have a lot um, so, of time this week, so there's going to be a lot of special episodes. Uh, as you guys know, Chris is in quarantine for COVID reasons, and I am also in quarantine for COVID reasons. I don't have COVID as of yet, but I was exposed to it very closely to a, a coworker. Are you going to do a, a full 10 day? Uh, n- not yet. I'm going to be... Uh, testing over the next couple days just because like i was exposed yesterday to it um so i've already been barred rightfully so from my family thanksgiving so i'm just going to be you know i have the next five days off work so i'm just going to be chilling out in the apartment with the dogs and uh getting regular tests to make sure i don't get a positive but if i do end up positive then yeah it'll turn into a 10 day that'll be negative if you if you get a positive test it would be (laughs) (laughs) should have renamed it it's not positive at all uh, is your family going to drop you off a plate? No. <laughs> Nobody's bringing, it's actually bringing funny. hams was, to your doorstep? I was talking to my mom about it because my, my family doesn't really do the stereotypical like Thanksgiving feast. It's usually like, here's a meat tray. Uh, <laughs> um, so like, was, a, like a cold cut? Like a, yeah. Yeah. That is the May holiday tradition. Like a super, wait, wait, wait. Like a Super Bowl, like we're talking yeah. pepperoni and cheese. There's usually a ham in there. 
like 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 sliced honeyed ham oh like a hot spiral ham that's an option no it's not hot it is it is a deli cut ham Ah. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's terrible you're missing nothing sounds Uh, like my in-laws are potentially dropping stuff or my former in-laws are potentially dropping stuff off because they feel bad but uh also my i was talking to my mom about it because i i messaged them and you know told her like the whole situation with you know my exposure and i was like i don't want to come over if you're not comfortable with me coming over and she's like, eh, I talked to your sister and we agree. It's probably best if you don't come. And I'm like, okay, I totally understand that. And my mom's like, but you can order out Bob Evans. Oh, can I? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it's some public restaurants you could spend your own money at yeah. as a solution. Oh, wasn't aware. But to be honest, well, I, I was, I was looking it up today. Like, oh, I think I might actually take that plunge. Cause that actually does sound really good. So Bob Evans is open on Thanksgiving. And, well, I think uh, I'm going to uh, order it today and then hold on to it for tomorrow and reheat it tomorrow. Toss it in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> like the sad sack of shit I am. Yeah. I'm well, so I'll alone. I'll be right here with you, buddy. Like I said, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not alone here, so it's not the same situation, but some the way we've been getting along, it's almost worse. Oh, no. So, <laughs> But I'm on like day eight, so... You're almost there. Uh, the finish line's in sight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anywho, so uh, we woke up this morning to a nice Christmas miracle. Uh, episodes one and two of the new season of Hawkeye on Disney Plus were available to watch, and I immediately binged them both. Uh, I don't think it's a binge if it's only two. That's just a that's a that's barely a feature film. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's we like, like a combined uh, ninety minutes if you watch them back to back. I'm going to be melodramatic and call it binge. And I was exhausted afterward. So Steve, <laughs> what did you think uh, of the first whiff that you got a Hawkeye? Well, I, I opened up the, the crock pot that is Disney plus. And I, I took a nice little mm-hmm. a wafting whiff into my nostrils. Like, mm, is this ready yet? Is has, how is the stew? Uh, and to be very honest, you know, and quite blunt, the trailers for the show dropped a month or two ago and the trailers did not get me hyped at all. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, this will be just a, th- a throwaway Disney Plus TV show, whatever. Uh, but I'm excited to say that the first two episodes were really good. Were a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it takes place during the holidays. I think five days before Christmas is when this picks up. Five or six days beforehand, and. Um, I really like the setting. I know when we were talking back and forth uh, via text before this, you had mentioned it's very Shane Black feeling, like early Shane Black films, like have always have to be around Christmas time. And I, I definitely get that feeling. There's, there's something about the way this is shot uh, that I don't know. Something about it feels different than the other Marvel MCU shows that they've had. It's it's not a Wandavision. It's not even a Captain America or a Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, which is probably the most, I mean, it's most, it's the most grounded compared to the other ones is, is Falcon and Winter Soldier. But like, I don't know, like a Hawkeye has always been a character that I've enjoyed. I, he has this nice quiet cynicism to him. Um, he's also like dumb enough where you can kind of poke fun at him, but the character is also very aware of how ridiculous he is and how he should not be in the position that he's in. So that's where a lot of the fun comes from watching Jeremy Renner. Um, and then Kate Bishop, uh, what's the actress's name? I don't have it in front of me. Ellie Steinfeld. Ellie Steinfeld. She's she's awesome. Um, I, I know nothing about this character from the comics, so I'm really excited to see where this goes because this show is definitely more about her than Hawkeye, per se. And 
Uh, and, and, and that's, and, and, you know, not to get too super deep into things, but that's one of the fun, the most fun things about these new crop of Marvel properties that are coming up is I just don't know where the overall stories are going. Cause I feel like for the past 10 years, you know, they're introducing superheroes that are well-known. You kind of have an idea of who they are. Um, all the properties were kind of coming together towards the infinity saga. So we all had an idea of where everything was going. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where this is going and that's why this is great. Yeah. I think phase four has been the most, um, I don't want to say haphazard, but, um, it's been a little all over the place and that's not their fault. Obviously a small upheaval occurred in the world in the middle of that called COVID-19. So we, I think we're supposed to have gotten, um, maybe not the newest Thor love and thunder. I think so though, by now, but certainly Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, which I think a huge part of this phase hinges around the Dr. Strange film. And so it's interesting to think if you start to plot the course of where we would, or are supposed to have been by now, uh, the things that we would know and the different context clues that we would have for what's going on. So, um, not their fault, but I can definitely feel the, the, the pain of, of being affected by the pandemic as with everything else. <laughs> Excuse me, but what did you think about the show overall thoughts? I, again, like you mentioned, I've been, I've been calling it from the trailers that, that, that it had Shane black vibes and I had forgotten that he directed Iron Man three. So he's actually <laughs> attempted to give this, this universe, his own vibes before, but I'm, I'm and a Iron Man three does of, take place around Christmas time too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he always does it, but I'm a huge fan of the nice guys and kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And, and most of his work in general, um, I'm Predator. a huge fan of Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> Um, since, uh, what was that movie with Woody Harrelson, um, about uh, 17 edge of 17. Uh, I loved that movie. I think she's got a really, really awesome comedic presence. Uh, I was concerned about her, uh, abilities in the action department, but so far so good. I'm buying it. She's a ninja sure, She can fence. She's got gymnastic skills. Sure. Um, so it's really plausible that she's a capable fighter and, uh, I, but I, I absolutely loved it. I, I'm surprised at how much I loved the buddy cop banter of her and, and Jeremy Renner, but it's balancing really well. I've always been a huge fan of Vera Farmiga. I'm not, not a big fan of her character in this, but, uh, it's her, she's always a, a wonderful presence on screen. Hmm. Um, has Linda Cardellini always been Clint Barton's wife. Yeah. Yeah. She was in uh, age of Ultron. I know that she that has my favorite line of all time in those movies, which is in age of Ultron. When she walks up to Hawkeye, when they're like taking refuge in, in, in their ranch or whatever, where they live. And she's like, no, honey, you know, I support your avenging. <laughs> Such a dumb fucking thing. I love it. Are you going out? Are you out avenging? Can you pick me up some milk on the way home? You know, I suppose. How long are you going to be avenging? Because we're thirsty. Oh, my um, husband. Oh, he's out avenging. Yeah. He's an avenger, <laughs> one could say. Um, I guess I've never noticed that it was Linda Cardellini. That's really and you know, it took stupid. me maybe 20 minutes into the first episode before I realized that Vera Farmiga was Eleanor Bishop. Something about like the, the hair dye and I think the costume they had or the, the outfit they had her in the opening scene. Like I just did not recognize her at all. And then when she was in that like red dress halfway through the episode, I'm like, is that Fear Farmiga? 
Yeah, right. Really? Yeah, the the, the black hair is kind of weird, um, but I, I they had to do that for obvious reasons. Yeah, and I and, um, and I was like you, I, I I love Vera Farmiga, and so I was a little bit put off. Like, why did they give Vera Farmiga this role? You could give anyone this role. Vera Farmiga deserves yeah. to be a superhero. <laughs> it it seems, yeah, it seems to be. I don't want to say beneath her, but it, it, they're not utilizing her talents at least yet. Yeah, maybe um, later it'll the, come to play. The plot is thickening. Um, but yeah, I, I, overall, I loved it. I'm super excited to see episode three. And uh, I think it'll be my favorite of the Disney Plus series. Um, followed closely second by Loki. And then uh, third because of the atrocious finale, WandaVision. And then just a ridiculously as far back as you can put distant fourth Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> Uh, which I would not have finished if I had had the choice. Uh, <clears throat> Any Hoosel. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I adore what's going on here. I, I was entertained the whole way through, even though some of the plot lines are predictable. Uh, but I don't even care. It's one of those situations where you're uh, you're just like, hey, I get it. I see where it's unless they might surprise me, though. Maybe it's not predictable. Who knows? Um, I do want to say before we get to spoilers, uh, did you notice the actor? He plays Armand the third, third of seven. Uh, he's the the uncle the, the of uncle. her her step stepdad who will soon be her stepdad. Um, he is, I think, the guy. I'm I'm 99 sure he's the guy from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. Uh, that's like the you know he always says like the the horse riding boots and the crop and uh, oh <laughs> yeah I know you're talking about. He's like the main villain uh, douchebag of that arena. Um, and I haven't seen him since. And he might be like a famous actor and I'm just being an idiot. But I was like, that's the guy from fucking Ace Ventura when nature calls. I'm trying to find um, Armand on the IMDb, but I can't find him. I couldn't find him either. I tried to have an intellectual discussion about this, but I'm just going full honest with the, the guy from Ace Ventura. This is so funny. Uh, like uh, Armand the seventh, the little boy is on here, but that that guy isn't on the on the cast list on imdb this is nuts yeah and armand the seventh hasn't even been on screen yet i don't think they just discussed it well i guess with that note let's move right into spoilers for episodes one and two for hawkeye right now you are entering spoiler territory you're bullshit episode one is called never meet your heroes uh for obvious reasons and episode two is titled hide and seek um, so episode one, the basic plot, as I can recall, uh, we get introduced to, to Kate Bishop immediately. And I've heard some criticism online, like, oh, they should have called the show Kate Bishop. This is bullshit. And it's like, first off, none of us were going to tune in if this was well and truly a show <laughs> just about Hawkeye, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, and secondly, she's such, she's doing such a damn good job. Who cares? Even if you were tuning in for that, for some God forsaken reason. Um, so introduces to a young five-year-old Kate Bishop and her father. She's a, a extremely wealthy family. She's a member of an extremely wealthy family. And I love, as I get older, I, I realize how rich people have to be to own houses like this, like in yeah. my thirties, you know, in, in New York city, they have a like a three story tall, uh, penthouse in downtown yes. New York city it, with like spiral staircases and everything. It's like, these people are loaded. Yeah, they've got triple digit millions, right? Yeah. Um, so she's a, a three piece wealthy family. Her dad's really cool. And, uh, you know, they're just going to take him away because they made him such a good dad early on. 
Uh, and I love that they tied this in again. I'm like you. I don't know much about Kate Bishop from the comics. I can imagine her origin story is not this, uh, but I love that they they steeped her origin and background into phase one MCU. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really clever and cool and, you know, good work. They've, they've used the uh, first Avengers movie alien invasion as the origin of probably too many characters by now. Uh, but it, it's nice to keep referencing that as the linchpin of the beginning of all of this. Cause it is. So mm-hmm. uh, when- I, I like this scene of, for a couple of different reasons. It's always cool to kind of see like, what an event like that would appear from the perspective of a normal person. You know, I, these people are rich, but still like they're normal people that are just seeing the city like, destroyed, <laughs> right, you know, superheroes. Um, and it's the, the, so she, the, the little Kate Bishop is running around. And I do have to say that one shot of her running around the apartment while it's slowly chaos is ensuing. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but th- this is maybe the worst child actor I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Like she's like, where are you, mom? Oh, well, mom. And like, it's just the way, like, and then they start throwing mom, in the, alien. Yeah, they start throwing in the CGI dust. Like this, the apartment is being destroyed because it got dustier. Like, oh, okay, come on. This, the one shot is not good, but it, it leads up to her going to like a hole in the living room and she's looking out the hole. She sees, um, Stark tower and she sees Hawkeye do like the one cool thing that he did in Avengers where he, he like <laughs> yeah. he leaps off the building, shoots a grappling hook arrow and swings across. And the one cool thing about this, the scene is like they made that part of it look way cooler than it does in the original movie, because in yeah. the original movie, it's a lot of tights of Jeremy Renner. So you don't really get to see the scale that he's he's uh, moving around in. But in this, it's a wide shot where you see him. He literally like falls 10 or 12 stories and swings and it just is a much more heroic looking shot where it's like oh that's way more impressive than what uh it looked like in the avengers movie so that was a cool kind of little detail that they they threw in there and he saved her life because that that alien was hit was headed right for her and he shot the uh explosive arrow into it at the last into its little like green goblin glider Um, so it's it's a cool connection connecting the two characters you know unbeknownst to the two of them early on and uh that's what you know she wants a bow and arrow so hawkeye is her hero she's the only kid on earth where hawkeye is her hero right apparently Um, not there's like six or seven people that show up throughout the next couple episodes like dude you're my favorite avenger and it's like "Mm, are you are you lying i love that the show kind of breaks the it flirts with the idea of breaking the fourth wall and calls attention to the fact that we all know he's one of the lamer heroes. Yeah, he doesn't really belong I, there. I think that that's really smart and really cool. And they use that to great effect. It works for me. Like there's yeah. a scene, I think, in the second episode uh, where he's walking around New York City and he finds some cosplayers in Times Square of the Avengers. And he's just kind of uncomfortable. And she's like, picks up the wrong vibe. And she's like, oh, no. Um look, that's you. And, but he's like, that's Katniss Everdeen. And like, <laughs> and like, she starts to tell him how he has branding issues. And uh, it's a cool I, scene. I got a big chuckle out of it. I, I, I think you're on the right track because they are doing something really cool where I think they're kind of leaning towards because she talks about rebranding in that scene. 
And he's like, what do I have to offer? I'm not. And he, he, he lists like a couple of different other superpowers that the other characters have. He's like, I'm not the guy in the suit. I'm not this. And she's like, yeah, but you inspire hope because you're normal. That type of thing. Like anybody in the world can be Hawkeye because Hawkeye literally is just a normal dude that just trained a lot. Um, Anyone yeah. with a Dick Sporting Good Rewards member card can be Hawkeye. <laughs> That's not. I, there's like another cool scene where speaking of Dick Sporting Goods where he's like, we need some. Nice. And I love the whole uh, story through her eyes where she's just excited to be with an Avenger idea. And she's like, ooh, like Avenger supplies. And they, they end up at Walgreens getting Band-Aids and shit. And she's <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Super disappointed right now. You know, <laughs> like, sorry, kid. Um, so the whole plot moving on. Uh, Kate Bishop is born. She's the Hawkeye fan, right? Hawkeye Stan. And uh, she grows up training her whole life in gymnastics and fencing and uh, karate. If you I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, she's yes, the state right. fencing champion. <laughs> wins another gold medal in martial arts. Uh, so they're just giving you a good sense that she's she's trained hard, like Batman style, essentially rich, rich orphan who's been training hard her whole life. Um, and she works for her mother's security company. So there's a lot of Batman vibes, actually, where she might have access to certain things that come into play later on. Long story short, her mom's getting remarried to some even more rich or douchey guy uh, played by Tony Dalton. No relation to Timothy Dalton that I can tell, uh, even though it looks a little bit there. And uh, I kept thinking this guy was a, uh, oh, sorry. I, was, I kept thinking this guy was a much better groom. Paul F. Tompkins. It was freaking me out every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So basically the plot picks up when she out of mistrust for her, her new stepdad, right? Cause they're getting married soon. Uh, she kind of follows him in. And when she also overhears Armand, the third threaten her mother. So her mother's involved in this in some way that we'll find out soon. Um, so she's, She's on the case. She's a little suspicious and uh, follows them down to a secret uber rich auction at this gala event. And uh, uh, some like uh, Avenger villain things are being auctioned off. Um, one of which is Ronan's sword and Ronan's outfit. And uh, that's broken into by some stereotypical Russians and track suits. And so she picks up the Ronan outfit uh, to to hide herself because she wants to intervene, but knows better than to show her own face because she's she's wily. Uh, and I love I, I just love this whole conceit, like Hawkeye's in the city having Christmas with his kids. He's trying to live his life for the first time, uh, presumably recently returned from his outing as Ronan. And uh, so she puts on the suit. He sees the suit on the news and feels personally compelled to intervene because that's his old suit and all his old enemies are going to be coming after whoever this is. So I, I love that thread of connection there. Uh, and that's where things take off for this, for this show. So there's a lot of cool plot threads. We don't know her mother's involvement. Uh, I can assume at least they're trying to paint it out that her new stepdad is the one who killed his uncle Armand the uh, third. And he's, he's got some obvious uh, villain tendencies going on. Um, that's the, the predictable plot that I alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about all this and where it's going? I like where it's going. I like, I, like you said, I do like the connectivity. I'm, I'm really interested in Hawkeye's story in this because uh, as you know, if you had seen the, the other movies, you know, his, his entire family was uh, snapped out of existence by Thanos. Um, so just this idea of him trying to like, Oh, my family's back. 
I don't have to be the Ronin anymore, which was this character where he was like killing criminals that were spared from the snap and just out of anger that he lost his family. So it's this guy who's just trying desperately to like make the most of the time he has. Um, And I really like what they do in the show to kind of put Hawkeye in the world uh, presently like they the first time we really see them is he and his kids are going to the Broadway musical Rogers uh, which is just a musical interpretation of uh, assumingly Captain America's story but the the part of the musical we see is the the Battle of New York from 2012 and it's got a catchy little song you know I can do this all day and uh, <laughs> I, just got, I love the the, the Hamilton illusion there yes they were going with they like completely rip cool. off the hamilton poster but like yeah. just put steve rogers in the shield on rogers there. <laughs> uh and and you can see that like he's deeply affected by how they're kind of interpreting the fame of the avengers for this you know entertainment because he's watching the play they have black widow in the play and he's watching her and he still feels yeah. the loss of his best friend um they add Ant-Man in to the cast of people who are fighting. Uh, yeah, he's like, he wasn't even there. <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> uh, but then we also find out that Hawkeye's deaf in one ear. Like he has a hearing aid from all the explosions that he's been a part of. And so he, I yeah. guess, turns the hearing aid off so he can't actually hear the musical. <laughs> but but like eventually it causes him to leave. And it's it's a man who's struggling with his, his fame and... Um, just wanting to kind of leave that behind and focus on the family that he lost. And I really love where that's going, but it's all thrown asunder because of this, you know, like you said, this, this need to kind of protect whoever has found his old Ronin suit and is now getting the attention from his uh, past enemies. He's still, he's still that protector on the inside, you know, Um, there might be an element of uh, Chekhov's hearing aid to his, uh, hearing loss because there's uh, an interesting thread that i picked up on because there's he's deaf in one ear like pretty significantly because he's able to not hear things by turning it off and he tells uh kate bishop at one point that she's gonna have to stay on that side so he can actually hear her talking even though he doesn't actually want to hear her talking which is a comedic moment but it was also to remind you that he does have that significant hearing loss and then the the villain that's revealed to be the head of the mafia at the end of episode two is i think a, a supervillain named Echo, uh, who is uh, a deaf supervillain, I believe. I don't know much about her other than what I've read. And uh, hence Echo location, right? So um, then he was teaching his son, his youngest son, ASL as well. Mm-hmm. So I, anyway, I, I don't know where all this is going, but it seems to have some some connectivity there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll put, a p, put a pin in that. Um, put an arrow yeah, the in ste- it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, uh, the stepdad we should mention grabbed uh, the Ronin sword. We haven't seen that come back into play yet, other than I assume it's what killed Armand Third. I don't know. I'm interested in what's going on. I like the low stakes, you know, Daredevil versus Kingpin. Those are all my favorite Marvel stories, if I'm being honest. So I, I like the small stakes. I'm really excited for Kate Bishop. Um, super, super excited uh, for Yelena to join the show at some point, as I assume she will for the yeah. stinger in yeah. uh, black widow. So I can't wait for Florence Pugh to show up. Uh, what are your predictions um, for where the show's going? Where do you want to, where do you think it'll end up? Um, I have a bold prediction that uh, 
this is my bold prediction. I, I don't know anything about these comic book characters or anything really. So my bold Same. prediction is that um, uh, Vera Farmiga is the ultimate villain in the show. Like she's the uh-huh. real, she's the real big bad. I think they're painting Tony Dalton's character to be the villain. And it's almost like too on the nose. Like they're like, this guy's bad. We can't trust this guy. Right. I feel like that's a big red herring. Um, yeah. And I, and I just think like, she's going to end up being the villain for, I don't know exactly what their end game is. Maybe it's more of a, like we have to prove people that they need better defense so that they will, you know, buy our defense, you know, the business of, you know, she has some sort of defense security, 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 yeah, security security business. Yeah. It's some way to kind of get people to buy more into her, her, uh, her industry. I don't know. That's my big bold prediction. What about you? I think that that's fair. Like it's either elementary, elementary, I don't know what the word is, right? It's a childishly obvious that, that Tony Dalton's character is the villain. Yeah. Your dog agrees. Ellie's like, yeah, Um, fuck that guy. (laughs) But even if it is, and that's not a red herring, I'm okay with that. Like he's this cartoonishly villainous person. I love Haley Steinfeld and what she's doing with this so much that it doesn't bother me, but I agree that her mother has some involvement uh, and I, I agree with you. I think that's the way that they're going. The way that Armand the Third, uh, and I hate that I keep calling Armand the Third, but they made a big point of it. Um, like was yelling at her and was threatening her. I, I think he's not a great guy, but just a very simple man with simple motives. And that she was actually in the wrong for whatever whatever's behind that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible that Hawkeye might not live, might not survive this show. Yeah, that's that is possible. That would be really sad. What a bummer. Like there's such there's so many like Christmas motifs going on with the show. So you would kind of hope that the the show would end with him being able to celebrate Christmas with his family. And that would be such a kick in the dick. It was like, ah, no, dad died. You're right. No dad for Christmas this year, kids. (laughs) Because the whole shtick is that they've got five days until Christmas and he promised Lila. I don't know. I just feel like he's been playing this character for a long time. Jeremy Renner's got to be done with it. And Kate Bishop's a good opportunity to, to to hand off the the human with the bow and arrow that joins the crew, right? So I don't know. I think it would be interesting if Yelena's character showed up and uh, like successfully assassinated Hawkeye in this like the tragic misunderstanding kind of way. Uh, but I don't think they're going to do that. I just think that would be that would be interesting. That'd be like the, the yeah, Scorsese way. It's <laughs> Scorsese were, and then they would play a Rolling Stone song. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, no matter what happens, I'm going to be along for the ride. I really, my my hottest take prediction is that this is going to be the cream of the crop of the Disney Plus 2021 superhero series. Uh, but without without contest, I mean, just far and away above the second slot, even. That's a that's a that is a bold prediction. I mean, this show is going to have to do some a lot of legwork to to put it above Loki for me because I was a really big fan of Loki. Um, but I, but I think it definitely has the opportunity. Like I said, these first two episodes are a pretty strong start, and I'm excited to see exactly where this goes uh, in the future. But um, I do have some fun little Easter eggs pulled up that we can go over. Yeah. That were in this episode. Drops, I mean, it's not related to Christmas, but whatever. How about some ornaments? We'll call them ornaments. Yeah, some some orna- uh, ornament eggs. Uh, red notice eggs. Um <laughs> Oh, what's the, this is the advent calendar of, uh, yes. we're going to open up today's advent calendar and see what surprises we have therein. 
Um, yeah. So you know the tower in the in the opening of the first episode. I, I guess it's some sort of dare where Kate has to like shoot an arrow and I guess hit the this mm-hmm. bell and ring the bell, and her friends are like, "Do it, do it." Uh, and she ends up accidentally destroying the bell tower. <laughs> Apparently, that yeah. tower, uh, there's a plaque on the base of it, and it's it's called the Stain Tower. It is named mm-hmm. after. Uh, in memory of Obadiah Stain, if you Obadiah, might yeah, wow, because you might you, you if you have to be reminded, Obadiah Stain is a bad guy, but his misdeeds are confidential, and the public at large do not know that he was a bad guy. And I thought, Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps, with scraps. <laughs> uh, what did what you the think flag about? Says if you look closely, oh my god, that'd be so great. People are just like, he built what with scraps? He built this tower. Yeah, th- that's impressive. He built this tower in a cave. There's a cave under here. Whoa. Uh, what did you think about the highly memed graffiti? Well, memed in the real world that they put into the movie via graffiti on a urinal. Thanos was right. Thanos was right. What did you think about that? I love it. I love it. Cause I mean, it's acknowledging the fact that Thanos has a somewhat legitimate argument, right? Than what all the best villains do. And there would certainly be, uh, a huge number of radical crazies that identify with Thanos on the actual earth. Right? Uh, QAnon would be aflame with theories about how Thanos is alive and well somewhere. And, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> also, so in the second episode, they take refuge in Kate Bishop's aunt's apartments. Like, Oh, my aunt's mm-hmm. gone. Apparently her Moira. Aunt, Moira. Yeah. Moira Brandon is a actual character in the comics. She is, a. Uh, uh, a movie star and if you look in the background there is a poster of one of the movies she's in creatures of the dark galaxy uh in the comics i guess they use her aunt's house as like the west coast avengers uh compound or whatever that's like where they hang out is at this woman's mansion but um yeah there's a bunch of different stuff uh, in the movie. Oh, the last thing I wanted to bring up uh, towards the end of the episode, Hawkeye decides to kind of give himself up to the tracksuit mafia, which, by the way, great name uh, for Little a mafia. Nose, <laughs> as she says. <laughs> but uh, he he says like he's going to do, he, he's talking to his wife and he's like, I'm going to do a bait and switch. And she says, oh, that's one of Nat's old favorite moves. And in fact, it is the exact move that uh, we see Black Widow use in the very beginning of the first Avengers where she's gotten herself captured by whatever mafia that is. And she just lets herself free and beats them all up. And so that was a nice little homage to uh, to uh, that character in that relationship. It's a nice Easter egg, but also it kind of further establishes their bond as, you know, people who work together for so long. Yeah, it was really well done. And I love that the Kate ruins it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. you know, her intentions are good. She thought he was really in trouble. Um, super funny, super funny stuff. Very excited to see what they do next for this show. Uh, if you guys like us to cover this, Steve and I could probably be persuaded to continue our coverage. Just, uh, we'll never one, listen to it. Right. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. Send us an email. Hey, I love the Hawkeye coverage. Would like that to continue. You can email us at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can find a lot more stuff like this on our Patreon feed, you can become a subscriber at patreon.com slash streaming things. We're going to be recapping uh, the Witcher season one in anticipation of season two on there. And we'll be watching Spider-Man one and two uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in anticipation uh, of uh, Spider-Man no way home, which drops on the same day as the Witcher season two. That's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a busy couple months, my friend. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Very excited. Uh, I think that's all we need to say, right? 
So that, that about sums it up. Yeah. Happy Thank Thanksgiving, so much. everybody. My name is Chris. I'm Steve. Yeah, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy streaming. Happy streaming. And 